In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody is enjoying their summer. We're going to have a fun, fun show today. I cannot wait. Um, but before we get started with our show, let's um, give the business tip of the week. So I have to tell you, my business tip is that as business owners, one of the most crucial crucial, important things that we can do to make our business successful is that we must dedicate a lot of time to customer service. I had a horrendous experience last night with, um, I won't mention the airline, but I was on one of the sites. I was booking the information. I never received a confirmation that my flight was actually booked. And what happened was the customer rep typed my name wrong. And I panicked and I said, oh, my gosh, I have a booking number, but I don't have a flight. It was a horrible situation. So what I did was I tried to get somebody on the phone. And one hour and two minutes later, I was exhausted. I was giving my daughter a bath. There was so much going on. And I refused to hang up the phone because you know how it is. You always say, oh, I'm sure in just one more minute, they'll pick up the phone. Well, an hour later, I was exhausted. And at one hour and two minutes exactly, I got you know a recording that said, we're sorry. We cannot help you at this time. Click. I was absolutely ready to kill somebody. I was not a happy camper. I was frustrated. So I proceeded to get up 5 o'clock this morning, and I said, well, you know what? Maybe I'll have better luck getting in touch with the customer service reps. And I actually did, and I spoke to the manager there, and they apologized for the errors, and uh, they were actually able to confirm that I did have my reservation, and they were nice enough to give me a credit, a small amount of money toward the ticket, but it's nothing compared to the amount of time and frustration I felt. And to be quite honest with you, I don't think I'll have a book with them again. So anyway, that is my business tip of the week. Please make sure to keep your ha- your customers happy. If there's a problem, do whatever you have to do to make them happy, to make them want to come back and be a repeat customer. So, okay, that's my business tip of the week. Now, I cannot 
wait um, to introduce my guest. It's Blythe Lipman. And Blythe is a host that she comes right after paying it forward every week. So right after the show today, you'll hear Blythe's incredible radio show. And um, I'm going to bring Blythe on so she can give an intro of herself. How's that, Blythe? (laughs) Welcome to Paying It Forward, Blythe. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, and I just have one question. Tell me. Do Do you have a speakerphone? Do I have a speakerphone? I have my headset. <laughs> okay, because you know what? I used to hold on your telling this airline story, and it was worth every cent that I paid to get speakerphones so that when I was on hold, I could, of course, multitask and do 50 other things if I didn't uh-huh. get too upset with the people. But I'm so happy it worked out for you for the airline because it's so frustrating to hold oh. on the phone. Yes, no, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about my headset for no. the show right now. But Blythe, yes, I have a cordless phone and I have a speaker phone. But my daughter kept saying to me, she's like, Mom, I'm confused. Why does that man keep talking? <laughs> and an hour later, she's like, I'm really tired, Mommy. I have to go to sleep. I was like, don't worry. I know they're going to answer any minute. Oh, but it, it was terrible, Blythe. It was really, really bad. And in total, it probably took me two hours of my time, and I look at my time, so it's so valuable to me that it was very upsetting. So I've learned my lesson, and um, that's that's my experience. But Blythe, tell my listeners, we've had you on the show before, but give us a little background as to um, what you did. You know, we know... Um, we know you're, you've got your baby instructions radio show. You're an incredible author. You've already written six books. You're in the process of writing another one. So tell us a little bit about your background. Wow, my head is swelled. I can't talk now, Josephine. Thank you for that <laughs> nice introduction. Um, you know, I always love babies, and I since I was 11 years old, and I always say I used to babysit for 25 cents an hour, and that's true. I was really cheap back then, but I'm not that old. <laughs> and I, if you told me now that I was going to write books, I would have said you're crazy. There is no way I could write books, even though I always liked to write. You know, it, I just never thought. But what inspired me to write books was my passion for helping new parents because yes my books help my baby came without instructions is full of tips how to get the baby to sleep to eat to you know everything from keeping your marriage fun and alive and my book my toddler book is called help my toddler came without instructions that transcript is going in on monday yikes and it's the same format with tips but i well i do give parents common sense tips that nobody tells us if we've never been a parent we don't know what to do when your toddler throws food at you or you know or they're having a tantrum or your baby won't sleep I teach confidence that's my teaching if a parent is confident to try something that they know in their heart may work may not work and if it doesn't you don't feel bad about it then that's the key. That's that's what just fills me with gratitude. When somebody says, hey, I tried your three your tips and, mm-hmm. and I can hear in their voice they're so excited because now they feel like they're a confident parent and they're not nervous anymore. You know, it, you're so right. And what I love so much about your book, Splythe, is that, you know, I can just remember when I right after giving birth to your children, you're so wiped out, you're so exhausted. A lot of the um, tips that you have um, 
are so applicable to everyday life. And it's not just in the early days when the child is born, but later on as they become toddlers. I was so sleep deprived as a parent. It was just so refreshing to know that you were sitting at the side of my nightstand (laughs) and we could just pick up that book and I could read and say, my God, it's not just me. It's, you know, it's other parents that are experiencing the same thing. And you know what? I didn't have time or energy to sit there and read paragraph after paragraph, but the tips were just bang. This is what the problem is and this is what you need to do. And that's why your books are so helpful. Well, thank you. I tried to do it like that. And I and my book, I'll tell you really quickly. I, I wrote my first book I wrote because I had little Sophie come into my infant room in a preschool. I was running the room and Sophie... Sophie's mom said she's been sleeping in her car seat for five months. I don't get her to, I can't get her to sleep in the crib. I don't know what to do. And I, honest to God, Josephine went home that night and said, okay, I'm writing the book because there's millions of books out there. Yes, they're wonderful. Yes, they have great tips, but they're Mm -hmm. not easy to read. And just like you said, you're so sleep deprived. As soon as you open the book, it like falls down and you want to go to sleep. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that, um, I love your book. So, Blythe, I usually do this at the end of the show, but I'd like to do it right now. Can you tell my listeners exactly how they can go get your books? Absolutely. You can get my books through my website, babyinstructions.com, and I also post articles and jokes, and there's recipes on there, and you can buy it through the website, babyinstructions.com. You can get it to Amazon, all the online sites you can get it, um, and in the major bookstores. And if they don't have it in your bookstores, tell them to order it because it is available and it only takes a couple of days. And if you still don't, if you, if you want it and you can't get it, you can always email me. And my contact information is on my website, and I'll be happy to help you. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> So, Blythe, moving right along, we have so much to talk about. Um, I know that you went to Spark and Hustle just yesterday. I'd love to know what was your experience. As everybody knows, I talk about Spark and Hustle every now and then. Tori Johnson, who is um, on Good Morning America here in New York quite often, she had come up with this um, tour that their business conferences and their, especially for people that own businesses selling products or services. And um, she had her conference yesterday. Um, So tell us, Blythe, what did you think of the experience? It's exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. It's exhausting. I mean, I know many places she's had had three-day conferences. This is one day. And basically, we went in at 8, and we were finished around 5 o'clock, and the entire day was spent listening to people talk about everything from um, social media to muscle marketing to sales. And I have to say, it. I went in, and this is honest, I went in uh-huh. thinking, there is no way I'm going to be able to sit there all day and listen to people talk. I really didn't want to get out of my seat because each yeah. person that spoke had such great things to talk about and they were business people and they talked about how they were successful and they many of them talked about how they had no money when they started and it was just it was just like a smorgasbord of talkers that had great info to share so I I have so many notes in fact I was looking at my notes before I came on the show this morning because I 
was hoping you'd ask me about Spark and Hustle, and I could share some of it. And I don't want to get into anything because I think we're close to commercial. See, having yeah. a host on, we know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, but you're so right, Blythe. I can't wait to pick your brains and to see what you learned yesterday. But I felt the same way that you did. I felt like there was a lot of information coming at us during the Spark and Hustle conference, and you know what the thing is, um, we work from home and w- it's so important for us to actually get out and network and be among other people and that's exactly what the conference allows us to do is to meet other people as well. So um, we are getting ready to go up on a break and here we are. So we'll be back shortly with Pay It Forward. Thanks everyone. <laughs> Right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Deanna, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen on toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Blythe with us today. And we were just talking about her experience at Spark and Hustle yesterday. So, Blythe, tell us more. So you said you had learned a lot. What was probably the biggest thing you took away from the conference? Well, you know, before I tell you that, because there were so many things, 
Tori Johnson said something at the beginning, and she's she's really it's a very good speaker. And she said something that is so important for women at the very beginning of the conference. And she talked about the fact that we come with people that we know. You know, as women, to go into a place alone with 100 women or however many, I don't know about you, but it makes me nervous sometimes because uh-huh. we all look at each other and what do you have on. And, you know, sometimes there's a lot of judgment going on which is hard to deal with. She said at the beginning that we, she talked about how she always made it a point to meet three people, but then she went to say sometimes it was the waiters and then she'd leave these conferences. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, your assignment is to talk to three people that you don't know before you leave this conference. And I, it was funny because it seemed like, to me, some of the energy in the room changed the next time we got up for a break. The women, you know, women were just talking to each other, and a lot of times we don't. And everybody was very nice and ready to give out business cards, but it wasn't, it was just a nice room of energy with women. Because I don't know about you, Walking into a room sometimes when you don't know somebody and you see everybody that looks like they came with your fr- their friend and you're the only one by oh, yourself, yeah. it's tough to do. And I think it gave us all the confidence to be proud of what we do and to be able to talk to other women and say, here, let me give you my business card. And then go, oh, I didn't know you worked here. You're, you know, you're the bartender. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's so funny. Well, Blythe, I'll give you my little secret. So when I went to Spark and Hustle, it was in Manhattan. I was actually staying at my brother's apartment, which was perfect. But as soon as I got there, I I felt that it was a treat, believe it or not. I was giving myself a treat. I was actually leaving the kids behind. My husband was in charge. And this was my time to work on me and my business. And when I got there, I said right from the very beginning, I'm going to make the most of this. So I went into the ladies' room because it started very early, and I wanted to freshen up before the show or the conference started. And immediately I turned to somebody that was washing her hands next to me, and I said, I am so excited about the conference. How about you? And that just instantly we became friends right there in the ladies' room. And I have to tell you, I was a go-to person for her and vice versa that we knew if there was any that, you know, that lull that you have nobody to talk to, we knew that we could come back to each other. And that really helped quite a bit. So, yeah, we have to try to keep our shyness at home. I think you're right. You know, and for business, I mean, it, it carries over to the business side, too, no matter what kind of business you have. we You have to have the confidence in what you do to be able to say hello or share what you're doing and if the person doesn't react the right way and many times they don't many times they're not interested they're more interested in themselves Mm -hmm. you'd have to be able to just let it roll off of you and say you know nice to meet you yeah exactly good point so tell us more Blythe we're all ears (laughs) well you know what I'm looking my I walked out of there, I don't know about you, I walked out of there with so many things and I was so tired because it's a very long day. Um, uh-huh. Cindy Morrison had some just wonderful tips about social media and she really, you know, she talked about the fact and we all know there's Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and, and Instagram and I don't know what else, songing, singing and dancing and, you know, and how do you know what to do? And I, there were a number of women that weren't on Twitter 
and didn't understand it. And I can so go back to that because I right. thought, what is this? This is like the stupidest thing I've ever seen, right. you know, years ago until I understood it. And now I right. really do think it's a great place to market your business and what you do. Um, and she, she basically said, you know, don't go after all of them. Pick what works best for your company. Don't do every single one because obviously until you know how they work, um, you're not going to do it right and you're not going to do it well. And also, um, I agree with you so much there, Blythe. And I have to tell you, Cindy Morrison was amazing. I thought she was good enough to invite her on my show. And she was a guest on Pay It Forward. And I do think she nailed social media. And um, I can remember after going to that Spark and Hustle, I really did focus on trying to um, increase my followers. And what works for me, Blythe, is I just have to dedicate like the first 15 minutes of my day to just trying to get new followers. And I, of course, use Twitter to tweet all of my radio shows. And anybody who thinks my radio shows are interesting, which there are a lot of people, Blythe, has that. Yes, there are. I'm talking to my biggest fan here. And um, <laughs> so I tweet my radio show and, the, you know, I get more and more followers. So, Do you tweet it, it once or do you tweet it before the show? Like if I try. I try to tweet before the show. And I also try, maybe I'll shoot a tweet out during the show. And then afterwards, I will rotate my shows. I will try to do my first show, you know, right after the show. As soon as it becomes a podcast, I'll tweet the podcast. And then I try to do a complete rotation of my shows. I can't believe it, Blythe. You must have about the same shows as I do, but we're over 100 shows at this point. Oh, right? You know what? We're close to 150 because we both start oh, yeah. at the same time. But, you know, I... We're speaking about tweeting, and Cindy Morrison was great, but I have to tell you about this other – the keynote speaker was Julia Baker. Okay. And she is the chocolate lady. I don't know if you've heard of her. No. She's, I believe she's from here, and she's this cute little thing that talks about how she eats chocolate every day. I mean, she's no bigger than my hand. Right. And, <laughs> she's and, my type of lady life. And – I love chocolate and uh-huh. everybody, you know, a lot of women love chocolate and she talked about how she got into this business. I mean, her chocolate is in Neiman Marcus, it's in Saks and it, what she did that was so interesting that I think is so important when you have a business, if you can do something, we all like surprises, we mm-hmm. all like gifts and she gave everybody in the room a piece of her chocolate. It was a chocolate with caramel in it and it's, I mean, it made me want to go to the store and buy a box of them and it was so delicious and I've oh. actually got, gotten her chocolates before for gifts but um, she talked about how she got into her business and how people told her she was crazy and Mm -hmm. she talked about being in the chocolate business people think it's all wonderful and she tells people you don't want to work for me it's so much work that they work 12 hours a day wow um but the the point i'm trying to make is that when you have a business if you're going to do an event or even what I do, I'm going to give away my little secret. When I go places, whether it's a doctor's office, a dentist's office, whether it's a baby place, I either give away one of my books or I take them cookies because my other thing is baking. I love to bake, so I always take 
take cookies and don't worry your dog's barking it's fine we have dogs <laughs> poor dog let the dog out of the cage <laughs> poor chanel oh let poor chanel, chanel out. yeah anyway you know yeah go ahead it's i think it's important to leave something with them besides a piece of paper if it's if you can do it financially not something big I mean, I'll take a plate of cookies, and you know what? You can make cookies, and it makes six dozen. Because, right. But something that that makes them remember you. But something, where would you leave the cookies, Blythe? If I go to a doctor's appointment, I take a plate in, and when the doctor walks in, I go, here, I made you some cookies. Oh, okay. Or if I go to somebody's house, and I know they've just had a new baby, um, I will give them a book. Okay. And that type of thing. I think you have to find something that has to do with your business. You know, give them some glovies. Give them a package of glovies or just something that sets you apart. Because we talked about, uh, they also talked about people stealing your business ideas. And it, it was an interesting conversation because we all know we all have competition. Not all of us, but many of us have competition. Us, you know, yeah. there's a million baby books out there, but you can't look at the competition. You have to be confident in what you do in business. And if you can do something that you think is just a little different, like for me, I wanted to I wanted to write a book in list form. I didn't want to have paragraphs. And I wanted to have funny cartoons in my book because we are sleep deprived and you still have to remember to laugh when you have children. Sure. You can't just be a, a drill sergeant. But then there are those moments when you do want the serious tips. So, you know, I wanted to do it a little different. Anyway, so that's – I. it was really a good conference. I was very happy that I went and stayed. The whole time. <laughs> I stayed yeah. the whole time. I would think, uh, I mean, Blythe, the time went by so quickly, and now that I think about it, I do think mine might have been like a two-and-a-half-day conference. I think it was Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and the speakers were great. It's a great forum, and it does help you really examine where you are in your business today and where you want it to go, and I think... I think it was well worth it, and I really networked, and I did meet a lot of people that actually became good friends of mine. So, Wow, that's I, really nice. Don't you think, though, Josephine, the biggest thing is confidence? You have to be confident. Again, back to that word, yeah. you have to be confident. If you have a business that you think you can make successful, go for yeah. it, and don't listen to anybody else. And you're so, you're so right about that, Blythe, and I can't tell you, as an entrepreneur, I just feel like we're constantly on this roller coaster. We have incredible days that we feel like we're flying. And then there are those days where I'll tell you, I'll never forget one of my husband's friends was talking to me. It was like at midnight after everybody had a few drinks. The topic of Glovies never should have come out up at that point. He shut down the whole concept and he just didn't understand the concept or what I was doing. And Blythe, it paralyzed me for two weeks. And it Are you was serious. It was terrible. And if, I guess what I'm trying to say is we have to learn to pick ourselves up and okay. to have the confidence. And it's got to come from within you so that it doesn't matter if a thousand people tell you, no, it's not going to work. A true entrepreneur is going to prove to everybody sweet revenge is success. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's going to be fun when the success hits really big. And um, look way through the show. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back soon, everyone. Thanks for joining us on Paying It Forward. <laughs> back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ellie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Toginet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get powered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 Central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on Toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. So we're on to the second half of Paying It Forward with Blythe Lipman. So, Blythe, we're going to switch gears now. Thanks so much for giving us an update on your great experience at Spark and Hustle. But what I'm dying to know, Blythe, because a lot of times during my show, I try to talk about things that I'm currently in the process of doing for my business. And one of the things I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago is I'm very, very excited to finally work on getting a book published. And um, I'm clapping. Yay. <laughs> thank you, Blythe. And um, I'm very excited about it. It's a book that I had written. Gosh, it's, and a lot of my listeners already know my first husband had passed away. And it was more or less the whole experience I had endured during the time that he was diagnosed. And it was a 15 month period. And I just remember my husband was sick and. 
I, it was three o'clock in the morning and I said, you know what? I made a promise to myself that I was going to write a book to try to help other people so that even if I helped one person say to themselves, wow, I'm not alone, I'm not the only one who's going through this or having these feelings, then my mission would have been accomplished. So finally, I am back to really, um, it was a very hard book to write, but I'm in the process of wrapping it up and putting a ribbon on it, and I will be submitting it to some publishers very soon. So with that in mind, and Blythe, being that you were such a successful author, I thought, could you help me and my listeners help us tell, tell me what your plan was? How did you go about it? That's a really good loaded question. And first of all, I honestly applaud you for doing the Aww. book with, with that subject, you know, cause I'm sure um, it's packed with lots of emotional things. And to be able to do that and give back is, I think it's wonderful because so many times when you write a book, People think they're alone. What you know, until they read the book, they think they're alone. Just like with the baby books, you know, sure. they think nobody ever did it. So my hat's off to you. I'm sure it will be a bestseller. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Blythe. But the steps, I'll tell you what. The steps to me are are a little tough unless you're very disciplined. You have to set aside, and I know every probably every writer will tell you this, you have to set aside a block of time to write, and you cannot answer the phone. You cannot go out to lunch. You cannot read your emails. You have to make a pact with yourself that I'm going to write from like 6 to 9. And even when your friends call, I mean, this was really hard. My phone would ring, and I would say to people, I'm not going to answer the phone until after a certain time, and then I'd answer the phone. Because you want to see yeah. who it is. And, you know, God forbid there's an emergency and yeah, I better look. And, and, it, and it really does set you back when you're in the middle of writing. The other thing is I had to write in a place that felt comfortable. I, would, I love my office. It's, it's me. It's mine. Many times I'll light a candle because I love the smell. Um, many times I'll put background music on if I'm doing something that I really don't have to think about when I'm writing Mm -hmm. if I'm just proofreading you have to find your special space and you have to find your voice and you have to you can't let all the skeletons or you can't let all the other people's um, ideas and their judgments come into it because once you find your writing voice it's you and you can't try to be somebody else what I found for me I write the way I speak and I always thought when I was writing, I always pretended I was talking to a new mom. Mm-hmm. And how would they take it? And, and you know, the hardest part is setting that space and closing the door and locking it and not answering the phone. So that's the first piece of it. But I'll tell you what else. And, and I hope this isn't a shock to you. No. After I did my book, the writing was a piece of cake. The marketing... Oh, the marketing took so much time, and especially after I did my first book, that's when Facebook started just coming up, and social media was getting bigger. So we were trying to decide, you know, everybody was trying to decide, is this worth it? You know, when people on Facebook first started writing, I have broccoli for dinner, and we didn't really know how to use it. Right. That's what happened, but I found the marketing, you can never stop marketing, and you know that with your gloveys now, but when you're oh, writing yeah. a book, you don't realize 
that your book is your calling card. And yes, it's wonderful. And yes, it helps people. And you hope you get on Good Morning America. Or, you know, I always said I wanted to be on Oprah in her book club. Right. (laughs) Really shoot for the moon because there are a lot of books out there. And be proud of what you do. And, And when you're an author... I hope you understand this. When you're an author, when somebody asks you, what do you do? Say you're an author and taste it and feel it. Don't kind of, I used to mumble, what do you do? And I'd go, I'm a, I wrote a book. I didn't really feel it for right. a long time that I am an author. And when you're the author, you have the confidence. Like we were talking about with Spark and Hustle before. You can yeah. I wrote this book and I want to help people because I know this is such a scary thing. And many times we don't know how to handle it. No, I think you're so right. And, you know, I actually met Gretchen Rubin at Spark on Hustle in New York, and she's responsible for the Happiness Project. And I have to tell you, it's a great newsletter that she has, and I get her monthly newsletter. And I think it was just yesterday I was reading her newsletter, and in it, she was already pre-selling her next book that's coming out in September. So... It goes back to what you were saying, Blythe, that writing it is one thing, but marketing it is a complete, you know, different ball of wax. And it's so, so important to get out and let people know that you exist. Right. And don't, you know what? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go to your newspapers. Don't be afraid to go to your TV shows. I do a monthly TV spot on one of our local shows here in Arizona. Don't be afraid. People said to me, how did you get in? Yesterday I talked to somebody at Spark and Hustle. They said, how did you get on television? I said, I caught up the producer. Don't be afraid to call up a producer and say, hey, listen, I've got a book coming out, and this is such important information. I will tell you, though, with TV, they like props. They like you to bring things to show, not just your book. They don't want you to stand there. You get your four minutes, and they don't want you to just stand there and talk about the book. They want you to bring something maybe that helped you. I always bring lots of baby props. But don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to call people and say, can I be on your show? Radio is great, you know, especially now with our Internet radio. Oh, yeah. Get on every show you can get on and and talk about it. Okay, that sounds great. So now... Once you become an author, what happens, Blythe? I mean, number one, did you self-publish or did you get a publisher? When you're finished, you take a nap. Then you have a glass of wine. (laughs) Then you have some chocolate and then you jump up and down. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Seriously, I I have done both. I've self-published and I have a publisher now. And my my Help My Baby Came Without Instructions is in Spanish and in Chinese, which I think is... For me, I wouldn't have known how to do that, being self-published. So publishing, a publisher has its pros and cons. Being a self-published author, you are in charge of everything. You are in charge of marketing, unless you hire people. You do marketing, you do shipping, you do complaints, you do whatever you want to do. You don't have anybody helping you. Um, You're in charge of the distribution unless you get a distributor, which is another whole ballgame. If you have a publisher... The pros are that they do all that. However, they don't do marketing. I don't care what a publisher tells you. They will help you. You can go to a publisher and say, I have these four leads. Do you think you can get, you know, maybe get me on the show or call them? But you ultimately end up still doing the same amount of marketing. Sometimes with a publisher, 
they may edit your stuff and you may not like what it looks like. Um, but you sign a contract, so you're both happy. But okay. it does but it does give you more time because I like having a publisher. It gives me more time to be able to write and to look for speaking engagements and that type of thing. And I'm not so busy shipping out books to everybody in the world. You know, can I be on your show? It, it does help to have a publisher. But you have to remember you might have to give up some of the control. I can't yeah. have the, Go ahead. But, Blythe, my quick question is when you have a publisher, do they give you an advance? How does that all work? Like, how does it work getting paid? Well, you get the advance, and if you're a new, it's catch-22. A publisher wants you to have an agent. An agent sometimes wants you to have a publisher. So if you get an agent, they'll shop the publishers for you. It's sometimes hard to do it yourself, but you can. Once you get the publisher, they'll offer you, um, they'll offer you a certain amount of money in advance to write the book, and what you need to do is you need you'll get the check first. Usually they send send you the first half of the check um, before they get when you sign the contract, and the second half when they get the um, the book. Okay. Then you need to sell enough books against the advance before you get paid. So that's the big thing. So if they give you $100, you need to sell $100 worth of books, and then you'll see your cut. And your cut with a publisher is really not that big. Unless your book, okay. you know, unless your book sells for $100. It's usually not a big cut, but it's something. And it's nice to see a check come in. Oh, sure. After all that hard work, so that's I could where imagine. The, that's where the marketing comes in because you want to sell enough books so that you go against that advance and you start seeing something, even if it's $10. Sure. So, you know, you just made me think about something, Blight. So what about all these New York Times bestsellers who have book tours that they go on? Are they paying all of their expenses? You know, I think it depends how well known you are. I did a book tour with my first book all over the United States on my penny. I was on all kinds of shows in Philadelphia and New York. And I didn't really reap lots of benefits, except it was so much fun, and I got to meet great people. But unless it's somebody huge, they don't pay anything. You're paying it out of your pocket. So how did you go about setting up the book tour? I hired a publicist. Oh, you and, did? Okay. And you know what? I have to tell you about the publicist issue. I, I know we're going to break in a, few, in a few seconds, but that's another whole route, getting yourself a publicist to get you into certain places, um, to get you on the TV shows. Again, it's a catch-22 because you know your subject the best. You know your book the best. So you want to sure. pick a publicist that's going to pre read them back. Is that oh, good. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Blythe Lipman. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on Toginet.com. LinkedIn. It's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. With the LinkedIn Lady Show, Wednesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. 
The LinkedIn Lady Show is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. The LinkedIn Lady will have interviews each week with a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us, won't you, every Wednesday afternoon at 5, 4 Central. It's the LinkedIn Lady Show with host Carol McManus on toginet.com. The process of becoming a mom. I've seen everything I don't like in other moms, but I can be perfect and my child can be too. Well, that's not life. It's not cut and dried and perfect. We have cracks and our kids do too. This state of motherhood looked so easy until it happened to me. And then I realized that I don't have any training in this job that's not only difficult, but some days feels impossible. So what do I do now? How do I raise great kids to live happy lives? Am I helping them along the way or hurting them? The key to being a mom is using our resources. Other moms. We can grow together and learn from each other. By comparing notes, we can grow stronger, do more, and be better moms. That's what Mom Time TV is all about. Moms helping each other. We may not get to perfect, but we'll sure feel better about ourselves along the way. So join in and make a difference. Mom Time TV, we're talking Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern on TogiNet Radio. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Blythe Lippman with us on the line today. So, Blythe... We Before break, we started talking about hiring a publicist, and I think you wanted to add something to that. So tell us your experience with hiring a publicist. I've had a couple publicists, and in, when I did my first book, I have to say I was really green, and I really thought a publicist would get me on Oprah, which uh, she didn't, obviously. Right. Um, <laughs> when you go to hire a publicist, make sure they've had experience. Like I worked with a company called Orca that I really liked. They have a lot of different people that have experience in different areas. Um, my The first publicist I worked with, was she didn't do anything. I mean, it was bad because I didn't do my homework to see if she had done a lot of things on my topic. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, quiz them. Have you had a baby? You know, whatever your topic, have you had a baby? You know, what do you know about my topic? Tell me what you do. Actually do a role play. The baby's screaming. What would you do? Make sure they know your topic inside and out because I'll tell you a funny story. I went to, to Book Expo, you know, in New York at Javits one year. Okay. And and I had a publicist and the publicist had a, an assistant that was very young and I had a book signing and she was walking around introducing me to people, telling them that I had a book that taught parents how to do tricks with babies. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to go in a hole, and I said, that's not what I do. I don't, I'm not a magician. I don't teach tricks. 
Anyway, so that's terrible, wife. It's funny now to laugh about it, but do your homework when you hire a publicist and make sure it's right for your topic. And don't be afraid to say, you know what, it's just not a, it's not a mix here. Thank you, and just move on because there's tons of publicists. Okay, how do you go about finding one, Blythe? You know, ask other authors. You can okay. go online, and of course, we know online we can find we can find everything online. Check out their references. Ask a publicist to give you a couple phone numbers and call them up and say, you know, what did you think? Because you don't want to get burned. Publicists are not cheap. And if they're really cheap, and I hate to use that word because it's not nice. If they're inexpensive, Mm -hmm. beware because it may be because they're brand new and just starting. Or it may be, you know, it's something on the side and they won't give you the time they need. And the number one thing is how much time can you give me each week? Because you want the publicist to publicize you. If you want them to get you on six radio shows in a week, you have to say, can you do this and write a contract? Okay, good. All right, so that sounds good. But now I know before we took the break, you had mentioned that it was like a catch-22 because the publicists want you to have an agent and the agent wants you to have a publicist. Is that what you were saying? That's exactly what I said, and it is catch-22. Just, you know, don't be afraid. Again, we come back to the confidence things, the confidence. Don't be afraid. Go after everybody. Write a letter. Have somebody read it. Do an email. Don't call them. People don't like phone calls anymore. Yeah, it's amazing. It's terrible. They don't like the how are you and let me tell you about myself. Come up with one email letter that's professional. Make sure it's not longer than one sheet because they'll throw it in the trash. Right. You know, even though it's on the email, make it short, sweet, to the point, what you want from them, why, and can they help you. And send them out to every single agent you can find. And again, utilize people that have done books you know say can I have the name of your agent and most people are willing to share at least for me I'm happy to share and help anybody because I care you know we help each other I feel the same way Blythe not everybody is like that but you're so right about that and you know I took a writing course many years ago in Manhattan and I have to tell you one of the key things that I remembered was the teacher telling us to look at other books and go to the beginning of the book where they thank everyone. And a lot of times they'll thank their agent or they'll thank their editor. And that's a good way to kind of get some names. So if you particularly liked a special book, that's another little tip to do. That's a great tip. Just look at the date because sometimes if they wrote, they're not always still in the business. Right. That's a good point. So Blythe, I can't believe it. We're coming up to the end of our show and we have to – have plenty of time for our five business tips from Blythe. So we'll switch gears. Blythe, you want to tell my listeners one more time how they can get in touch with you? Maybe just repeat your website? You can go to my website, babyinstructions.com, and I also do in-home video and telephone consults. So if you have a baby or toddler issue, we can do it through Skype. I've actually Skyped and, and Parents will say, listen to the baby crying. Let me show you. Uh, I do Skype appointments, phone appointments. I do in-home if you live in Arizona, as well as doing my book. I've done this for over 30 years, and I'm happy to help and teach confidence and, and share my tips. I love what I do. Oh, perfect. Well, so babyinstructions.com. Perfect. Thanks, Blythe. And you have some great, great tips here. So we're going to start with number one. 
Your number one tip was make a plan. Make a plan and stick to it like I was talking. Make the plan, stick to it, and you know what? Don't ask too many people. Don't ask people if they think it's right. It's not theirs. It's your plan. Yeah. You're so right about that. I have to tell you, Blythe, so many times, especially with my Glovies, because Glovies is now a multi-purpose product to use. It doesn't matter. Like I originally invented Glovies to use in restrooms to keep children's hands clean while they're potty training. But you know what? After I started bringing the product to the marketplace, more and more people would tell me they wanted Glovies for other reasons. And I just started to realize that, you know what? Let me not tell the consumer what they can use my product for. Let them decide for themselves. And all of a sudden, it opened up a whole big door. But the problem was, every time I turned around, somebody had a new idea for Glovies. And What I've learned to do was take their idea and put it in my um, marble idea book. (laughs) And I would kind of put it on the side because if I didn't do that, I know in the beginning when I started my business, I was getting overwhelmed. Everybody had their own idea on how I could become a big success. And now at least I've learned. You're right. Take the information, but it's your plan. Own it and do with it as you feel is right exactly unless they're backing you if you see a check being written (laughs) say thank you (laughs) you're so right you're so right so all right so now your second business tip was write it down exactly it seems so obvious right Blythe it seems so obvious but how many people really don't write it down and having a business plan I don't know about you Blythe but it can be so overwhelming and I just remember getting like halfway through my business plan and then not getting it done and a year would slip by and now my new promise to myself is for every new project I have, I try to create a one-page business plan and a one-page marketing plan and that's it and then I try to break it down. It's so important just like we do with our kids when we have our list and I want to add to that. If possible, in your business plan, if there's something in your business plan that has to get done but it's not in an order, pick the one you hate the most and do it first. Get it over with. Mm-hmm. Great point. Very, very good and so important, Blythe. Or hire somebody. How, how does that sound? Exactly. That sounds, uh, it That's sounds great. great. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, Blythe, hiring the first employee of a company is always the most scary, but... You know, it's funny because I'm sure I know we've been doing our businesses by ourselves for such a long time. It's hard to let go also, but it's going to become something very necessary in the near future. Absolutely. You can't do it all. We can't. There's not enough hours in the day. And if you want it good, you can't do it all. Can't do it all well. Okay. So business tip number three, this is interesting. How about all those people that are constantly telling us that we're crazy? We talked a little bit about this. You know, you have to know in your heart what you want to do. But on the other end of the stick, you utilize your experts. Utilize your referrals. If you are writing something, like for me, I went to pediatricians. Ask pediatricians. I ask pediatricians questions about some of my tips. Um, don't be afraid when you do your research to go to the experts and ask them if they're going to help you with it. But the people that are saying, I think you should do this, just say thank you. That's a great idea. That was my pat answer. Thanks. That's a great idea. 
Okay. That, and that sounds, you know, you're so right. We never want to shoot somebody down for giving us advice, but know where you need to file that within your own brain. Exactly. And sometimes it comes back. You never know. Sometimes you go, you know, maybe they weren't so off the mark. I just wasn't there yet with my project. Yeah, I think that's smart. So, okay, and our final tip is engage and enjoy your audience. Correct, Blythe? Absolutely. You have to. a little about that. You know what? I was talking about um, when I go on television, I take props. And I take props because I don't think... I think people like to visually see what you're talking about when you're on TV. So engage your audience. When you're on the radio, we have listeners every week. I like, I know people can't answer me unless they call during my show, but a lot of times I will throw out a question. I'll do a current event and say, what do you think? And I'll say, and I'll talk about my opinion and say, what do you think? So, you know, we have listeners when you're reading a book, you know, what are, what are we doing as authors? We're engaging our readers because they're hearing our voice. So try to find a way to engage your readers. Not only does it make it more interesting, people always want to be a part of everything, which is why we give advice to each other and why we try to help each other and love each other. So when you make everybody feel like they're a part of it, not only do they feel important, it makes what you're doing more interesting. Yeah, I think that's such an important point. And Blythe, the whole concept of engaging, you know, with everything we've learned about social media, it's great if you have 10,000 people following you on Twitter, but what good is that if you're not engaging them? You know, it's so important to have people comment and have that back and forth. But what's the goal? You know what we have to keep in mind? What's the goal when we go on Twitter? Do we want somebody to buy a book? Do they want? Do we want them to like us? Do, they, do we want them, like for me, to share a baby tip? Or, you know what, what's the goal when you go on Twitter or on Facebook? So That's I always so try to think about the goal when I'm doing a post or a tweet or something. That's great. Well, Blythe, I have to tell you, I cannot believe we're coming up on the end of the show. It's gone so fast. Blythe Littman from Baby Instructions, we thank you for being a part of Pain. Everybody listening to Blythe's show, it comes on right after mine from 11 to 12 Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday. Blythe, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. This was great. Love it. You're going to be on my show next. (laughs) Sounds great. Everybody have a great productive week, and we'll see you again next week. For being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Argonet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments.